I've called this evening's sermon The Tragedy of the Unopened Gift. And our text, 1 Peter 4 at verse 10. Each one, as a good manager of God's different gifts, must use for the good of others the special gift he has received from God. Ruth and I have just celebrated last week our 42nd wedding anniversary. And when we were getting married, Candlewick bedspreads were the gift to give. In fact, we got quite a few Candlewick bedspreads. And I perhaps should say to one or two of the younger people here that in pre-duvet days, everybody had Candlewick bedspreads. A year after we got married, we still had one of these uh, Candlewick bedspread wedding gifts neatly wrapped up in its original wrappings, unused. And then one day, uh, after a year or so, when Ruth was changing the bed clothes, she decided to use this particular bedspread. So she slipped it out of the original see-through cellophane wrapping that it was in, and then just holding a, a couple of corners, she threw it to get it to spread over the bed. Suddenly, the bedroom was just a mass of floating fragments of colored paper. The person who had given us this bedspread had pay, played a trick on us. They'd carefully opened the packaging before they'd handed it over, and they'd stuffed the middle with confetti. And a year later, we got the results. And by the way, this is a Methodist minister friend who I still am very careful about. But I was thinking about that candlewick bedspread as we were getting ready a year or two ago when I, we retired to move out of the manse and come over to Rodden's Crescent where we now live. And I'd gone up into the roof space to clear everything out of there and discovered another wedding present that hadn't been opened in 38 years. It was a lovely hand-painted tablecloth, which was so delicate that at the time we hadn't wanted to spoil it by using it. We feared that if anything was spilled upon it, it couldn't be uh, washed or cleaned and we would destroy the thing. And you know, when I looked at this tablecloth, I thought to myself, isn't it tragic Somebody probably took a lot of trouble and spent a lot of money to get us this beautiful tablecloth uh, nearly 40 years ago. And it's remained locked away in a dark store. Our children have been born. Our children have grown up. They've left home without ever seeing it. There seemed to be something sad about that. When you get something special and something valuable... You can respond, I suppose, in two ways. You can do what we did. 
We, we saw the thing as so valuable that we didn't want to risk it. If we used it, it might get damaged or destroyed in some way. And so taking it out of the, out of the wrapping, taking it out of the box, seemed to be dangerous. And we did nothing with that gift. Of course, there's another way we could have responded. We could have thought of this gift is so special that it must be put out. It must be risked. It must be used. It mustn't be ignored and hidden and kept wrapped up safely in the box. Looking back, I thought to leave that hand-painted tablecloth in the box was really to thwart the desire of the giver who no doubt wanted us to have something beautiful to to place on our table for all who sought to enjoy. When we looked at it as we retired, we thought to leave it in the box was complete foolishness and tragic and a complete waste. The tragedy of the unopened gift But in our meditation tonight, I'd just like us to think about that. All of us have been given gifts. And I'm not talking about wedding gifts. All of us have been given gifts by God. Talents, abilities, skills, aptitudes, our money, our homes. All of these things are gifts. Have we taken them out of the box? Are we using them? There's no tragedy like the tragedy of the unopened gift. Indeed, have we ignored something for so long that we've forgotten indeed all about it? Jesus told the the story, the parable of the talents, as we call it, to make this very point. You know the story well. The rich man offers three of his employees a chance of a lifetime. He calls these three employees to him. He he trusts them with property. And we're talking here about vast amounts of money. Uh, Older translations talk about five talents, two talents, one talent. Many modern translations talk about 5,000 gold coins, 2,000 gold coins, 1,000 gold coins. To give you the, uh, the idea that's there in the original words of Jesus, this was serious money that was given to all three. A rich man with this sort of money would have had, wasn't a minor merchant. He would certainly have had many more than three employees. And out of all of his employees, he picks these three key people. They're given the chance of a lifetime. If you like, this could be a defining moment in their lives. By this single act by their employer, their their destinies can be changed forever. What are they going to do? And as we know, the story goes on to tell us that the one who gets the five thousand coins, doesn't waste any time. He goes out, he uses them at once, we're told. He invests some money. The second one does the same. And then strangely, the man with a thousand coins, the one talent, still quite a substantial amount. He could have put the money in the bank, but he gets out the hole. He digs a hole. He puts the coins in a pot, a clay pot probably, and buries it 
at the back somewhere beside the house and hides it there. He's been given an unprecedented opportunity to show what he could do, but he digs a hole and hides the money. The tragedy of the unopened gift. So here's what I want us to think about tonight. Although we don't often acknowledge it, we are among those who've been chosen by God to receive many gifts, 5,000, 2,000, 1,000. Compared to most of the world's population, even the poorest of us is rich beyond compare. Not just our money, our homes, our health and our health service, our education, our Christian heritage. And also, of course, we've got all the abilities and skills and talents and aptitudes and all of those things God's gift to us. God has entrusted them to us to use in his world. Have we got an unopened gift? Now, when you think of gifts, you think of talents, God's gifts to us. Don't just think of the big things and the public things, the ability to speak in public or sing in a choir or even have a lot of money. The gifts God gives can be quite small things. They may be, may be modest, secret things, the ability to be a good listener, the, the ability to do small acts of kindness, to be an encourager. When we think of talents and gifts, these are things that we all have. Each one of us here today has received from God some measure. And none of us are meant to be a spectator. None of us are meant to be people who hide our gifts in the ground. Of course, one of the beautiful things about the Bible is this. In the life of Jesus, when we see him interacting with people, it's often the people who seem to have quite small gifts and very little that are the ones Jesus commends most. Think of the widow in the temple. You remember Jesus sitting there watching the rich men putting their great gifts into the treasury and this little lady coming with her mite, the smallest coin. She's the one that Jesus commends. The young boy with the five loaves and the two fish. And it's still the same today. We mightn't be very good at speaking publicly or doing big things. The kindly smile could be our gift. It mightn't be that we're able to talk to people very well, but the kindly touch, the encouraging single word may be our gift. And as life goes on, of course, God gives us new gifts. We multiply our gifts. We need to stop, perhaps, to think and to pray and to discover in our lives what God has given us and what has been hidden, neglected in the attic cupboard, cover, cupboards of our lives. We need to get, to get these things out and to begin to use them. What we do with what God has given us is very important. Because the key thing in this story, and the thing that that third man forgot about is this. 
he forgot that the boss was coming back to settle accounts. We read, After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The man with the one talent or the thousand coins, if you like, had forgotten that one day he would have to give an account of what he'd done, and there'd be no way of avoiding telling the truth. And sometimes I think we can be lulled into carelessness and complacency. We can have that same tendency that this man had to try to talk our way out of not using what God has given us. We didn't open the box and take out the gift. We blame that on external circumstances. I would have developed my musical skills, we say, but, but my parents didn't encourage me. I would have found some way to help around the church, but the minister never asked me. I could have helped my next-door neighbors, but I didn't want to interfere. The list goes on and on. Or we play what I call the, the when-then game. When I feel more confident, then I'll try to use my gift. When the neighbors are a bit more friendly, then I'll offer help to them. When I'm asked by the minister, then I'll do something at the church. All the time, the gift remains unopened. We can wait the whole of our lives for a when that never comes. You've been given the gift. It was given to you, and the boss will want to know what you've done with it. He isn't interested in what the neighbor thinks or or the minister thinks or your spouse thinks. He'll ask you. In secular terms, people talk about performance reviews nowadays. Civil servants and sales managers and academics, everybody seems to be getting assessed. And of course, in this parable, Jesus is saying that, that there's an assessment coming coming our way, when God will ask each one of us what we have done with what he has entrusted to us, burying our talent, not not opening our gift, and then accusing the boss is hardly the way to progress. So the question then for each of us tonight is this, what are my unopened gifts? What's hidden away in some dark at a corner of my heart. Something perhaps completely forgotten? God gave you that for a purpose. The church needs your gifts. The community needs your gifts. Your neighbors need your gifts. Your family needs your gifts. God expects you to use what he has given you. It was very sad in our house that we had a lovely wedding gift, still unopened, never used after 38 years. The tragedy of the unopened gift. But let's think tonight and each day and this week, what's my unopened gift? And if you're not willing to do anything with it, what will you say when the master asks you? What have you done? with what I have given you.
Let's remember the words of Peter that form our text tonight, 1 Peter 4, verse 10. Each one, as a good manager of God's different gifts, must use for the good of others the special gift he has received from God. God grant that each one of us will be found faithful to him. Now we come to our offering in which we make our gifts to God in gratitude for all the blessings he has given us. Your offering will be received. 